Welcome to this May long edition of the Ultimate Deck Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Chapman. For our American friends, the May long edition means it's Victoria Day on Monday in Canada, so we've got ourselves a long weekend. And this long weekend is quite often the kickoff to the summer. This is the weekend where people first get out and do some camping. They first get out, do their gardening. They first get out, do their deck building. This is a big weekend, kind of the kickoff to summer, so happy long weekend in May to our Canadian friends. I believe our American friends have a Memorial Day long weekend next weekend, so if you're listening to this then, happy Memorial Day. Today we're going to talk about, it's just me by the way, if you're wondering, there's no other person here. I am doing this uh, from my house because I recently, as of 48 hours ago, became a daddy again. So yay for me, I've got a new baby at home, so I am not back to work yet. So we're doing this podcast live from my basement. So big time studio here. Today we're going to talk about some ways that we can increase our close rates. And this is geared towards contractors that are doing on-site estimates with their customers. And I want to talk about some that are not so obvious. So there's some obvious ones. How do you win estimates? I'm sure everybody could pull together probably 10, 20, 30 things that you could do to help increase your close rate. But I wanted to to talk about five tips that will increase your close rate that you may not have thought of already. And so these might be a little bit oddball, maybe not something off the top of your head, but I hope that they kind of click with you and think, hmm, maybe that's one way that I can help increase my close rate a little bit. Number one, dress for business. Now this one seems a little bit obvious, but I've seen this violated over and over and over again, almost on a weekly basis. When you drive through your local town, you see a contractor measuring up a yard or doing something, and they're just in their grubby gear that they've worked in all day long. That's fine if that's the impression that you want to leave. I always found it much more uh, appropriate and beneficial and helped build a bit more trust and professionalism If you showed up like you were there running a business, not there to build a deck or a fence. So what does that mean? Well, that means before you go do your on-site estimates at the end of the day, go home, change real quick, put on a collared shirt, have it branded. If you're going to wear a hat, have that branded. Look like a real company. Don't look like a chuck in a truck. Look like like you're actually representing a real company, a company that's insured, that's been around for a while, looks professional, etc. You don't want to look like every other scrub that walks in there looking for a job off their local Kijiji or Craigslist ad. Look professional, play the part, look like you have a professional business. That's going to go a long way in immediately building some trust with the people that you're about to spend your next hour with and potentially days with if you end up landing that job. So make sure you get that just to, you know, a branded, a branded collar shirt's going to cost you 30 bucks, get it done, go home, take the 10 minutes to change before you head out to that. If you can't get home, if you're in a bigger city where the, you know, the commute rates are just too long to get home again, bring it with you. Make sure at the end of the day, you have a chance to kind of clean yourself up a little bit, throw on some Axe body spray, whatever it takes, get yourself cleaned up, look professional. Number two, pet the dog. Yeah pet the dog. So this is one where I think you probably are going to go, what? I always found that everybody has a type personality. And so dog people are a certain kind of people. Dog people love their dogs. There's not many people that own dogs that 
could care less about their dog. They all love their dog and they want people that come to their house to also love their dog. I always, and this is a bit of a, this is a bit of a catch all phrase to say, like treat the things that people value with, with appreciation and show, show that you're also, you know, have a kind of a, a common thread with people. And so this helps. I always made sure that if I showed up at a house to bid a job and the people open up the door and there was a dog there right away, one of the first things I'd do after greeting the person, the customer that answered the door, shake hands and introduce yourself was to kneel down and say hello to the dog. This is going to do one of two things for you. One, it's going to calm the dog down. Sometimes dogs can be a little bit antsy and they get very excited when people come to the door and they don't kind of settle themselves down until they have a chance to greet you, meet you and so forth. So if you walk in and you try to ignore the dog and the dog's a kind of dog that's going to be a little bit rambunctious and is going to sit there and bark, it's going to make your job a lot more difficult going forward. Some people even go so far as to only trust people that their dogs trust. This is a real thing. So if the dog gets a bad vibe from you, some people will get a bad vibe from you as well because they trust their dog's instinct. The second thing it's going to do is it's going to show that you are a person. Not that you're just showing up and you're a contractor who's going to, you know, typical guy who's swearing on the job site and kicking things around, doesn't clean up after himself. Paying attention to the things that people value, like their pets, is going to go a long way in building some rapport with that person. So, Sit down, kneel down, and you don't have to be a dog person. Just be a dog person while you're there. Pay attention to the dog. Give some people some reason to soften their stance with you a little bit and say like, hey, this guy's really nice. So as funny as it sounds, pet the dog. This also goes for, you know, with children. If there's children there, take the time to acknowledge the children, say hello, get down on their level. Don't be there just strict, stiff business only. Have a personality, show people that if they invite you into their home for the next three weeks to complete a job, that you're not going to be this rough and tumble, don't talk to me kind of guy. Show that you can actually fit with their family for a few weeks. So I think that's very important to pet the dog, say hello to the kids, and make you seem like you belong there. Number three, be empathetic. What this means is... Put yourself in other people's shoes. You're there to sell a job. They're there to try to accomplish a dream. They want to build something in their backyard that they've saved up a lot of money for. They don't know all the answers. They have a lot of questions. They're getting different estimates. They are, it's a stressful time and situation for them and they don't know everything that you know. So be empathetic, put yourself in their shoes, understand that this is a big life-changing decision for them, for you, This is one of possibly five or six or seven estimates that you've done that day. To you, this is just another stop on the way home. But to them, this is a big decision. They're about to spend a lot of money. They need to develop a lot of trust with you. You need to understand where they're coming from this stuff. And that will allow you to react to their questions, their concerns in a more empathetic way that you understand where they're coming from, you can respond to these things appropriately and not come off too abrasive when they ask questions that you might consider to be foolish or otherwise, you know, something you wouldn't want to normally be asked. It's okay. Be empathetic, understand their situation, put yourself in their shoes, show that, show them that you also, when you're shopping for things, have concerns about getting you know, a good bang for your buck. You wanna understand what that's gonna mean for you when you spend this much money versus this much money. 
make sure that they understand that you care about their needs. And that's going to go probably further than anything on this list. That's going to, that's going to go a long way to helping close that sale. Number four, don't be a salesman. You are the teacher. So everybody expects to be sold on these things. And so people tend to have somewhat, it depends on the impression they got from you before you ever showed up there, which is a result of your social media presence and your website and your phone number and how you were in the phone and how you were in the email. All that's going to kind of set the tone for this. But what they're expecting, especially if they're gathering multiple quotes, is to be sold. And so they've all got a wall up and what that's going to mean is that one they're not going to want to give you a budget number and that's a very important thing is to get a budget you can't do your job without knowing what they're comfortable with spending so you've got to build that rapport and part of that comes from not being a salesman don't come in there don't be pushy don't be trying to beat the next guy in front of them don't be crap talking the other three bids they've got don't do any of that typical car salesman crap be a teacher. You're there to educate and inform them and allow them to make their wisest decision. And if you do things properly, you are their wisest decision. That's all you need to worry about. Show that you're passionate about what you do. Show that you're knowledgeable about what you do and show them that you are the most experienced guy and the most maybe patient guy or gal to take on their project and help them through the process. This is, again, this is a big investment for them. They want to be working with somebody who knows all the answers to the questions that they have. And if you don't know the answer to a question they have, that's okay. Find out. Let them know that you can look into that and find out and, and get back to them on that. You don't have to have the answer to every question, but be knowledgeable, be a teacher, help them through the process. They're your students. And at the end of it, that's going to gather a lot of trust for you. And people make decisions based on trust. At the end of the day, if they get four quotes, they're going with the person they trust the most. Not necessarily the cheapest, not necessarily the guy who showed up in the fanciest truck. They're going with the one that they trust with their money the most. And that's going to go a long way if you're able to absorb that role as a teacher number five the old controversial charge for your estimates now some of you are probably wondering how in the hell is charging for my estimate going to increase my close rate well what i'm going to tell you is that by charging for your estimates all those people that are just doing nothing but kicking tires and wanting the lowest bid possible and are just calling you out to waste your time because they're going to call the next five guys and it doesn't matter what you do out there if you're not the lowest number you're not getting the job those people will stop calling you that alone just that alone will increase your close rate because you're only going to get called from people who are serious about things and you're only going to get people who call you who value your time value the effort and the knowledge and the experience that you have to come out on your evening weekend or during the day whenever to give them your time to help them in this process it doesn't have to be a lot it can be as little as fifty dollars it could be a hundred dollars it could be two hundred dollars the value is actually really not that important it's just putting up some sort of um resistance to tire kickers they waste your time everybody else ends up paying for the tire kickers because all those jobs you don't get if you go to 20 jobs and you close one because you're talking to too many tire kickers somebody has to pay for all that time either you go out of business or the jobs you do win end up paying for all the people's that you didn't win and so if i by charging for your estimate you're gonna you're gonna weed through the 
the jobs that you don't want anyway. And you're only going to start talking to the people who value your time. And those people are much likely, much more likely to hire you than somebody who just finds your ad on Craigslist. So charging for estimate, it's a scary thing to think because in your market, I already know your answers. I already know your, already know your concerns. In my market, nobody else charges for estimates. How can I charge? Nobody will call me. It's not true. Everybody wants the higher end jobs. Everybody wants the jobs where people have a budget to work with. They're willing to pay you. They're not going to try to nickel and dime you. They're going to want to use good products. Those are the people that are willing to spend that little bit of money to grab some of your time, to have you come over, do some work. It's going to happen. It will increase your close rate, I promise. So don't be afraid to charge for estimates. You can even put it out there and say, for me to come over to your house and spend an hour of my time with you, and phrase it however you want, I charge $100, but should you choose to go with my company at the end of this, that $100 is credited back to you on your bill. That way, there is a there's a roadblock up front that's going to weed out the tire kickers, but you're also not doing anything nobody else is going to do. They're, they're going to get that money back should they choose to go with you. It's just, it just, and you know what, people, you don't even have to do that, but it's just, if you're worried about charging, position it that way. Position it in that this is not a cash grab. This is strictly to make sure that I'm talking to the right people. I'm interviewing you as much as you're interviewing me. My time is worth something. So I'm going to charge this little fee up front so that I'm not having to charge you for other people who have wasted my time. You're getting me for this full hour. You're getting my expertise to come up with this materials take off and this estimate afterwards. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're worried about this $100, I can refund that back to you if you decide to go with my company. You'll be surprised how many people that will still call you and your close rate is going to jump up significantly. You might not visit as many people as you did before. I can probably promise that will happen, but you don't need to visit 300 people in a year only to close 20 jobs. You need to visit 50 people in a year and close 20 of those jobs. So it sounds scary, but trust me, it's not nearly as scary as it sounds. And anybody who's ever decided to do this always ends up saying like, man, that was, I should have been doing this years ago. This was the best decision I ever made. So charge for your estimates. Just to go back through the five tips we talked about today, dress for business. Make sure you look professional. Number two, pet the dog. Pay attention to people's pets and kids and everything that they value. Number three, be empathetic. This is a big decision for people. Understand that. Put yourself in their shoes. Number four, don't come across as a pushy salesman. You're there to educate, teach, and most importantly, build some rapport with these people and build some trust. That's why they're going to hire you. And number five, charge for your estimates. Very scary, but not really. Thank you so much for tuning in again to this episode. I'm sorry that this is an abrupt version of this show. We're going to get back to things on a better pace here right away uh, once I'm back to work and uh, have got my uh, wife and kids and everything kind of uh, accustomed to this new family dynamic we have here. We're going to get back to uh, kicking this podcast up to top notch. So if you guys have any feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Use the Instagram at the ultimate deck shop. And we're still looking for plenty of more topics that you want to hear in this podcast. And we really want to get back onto these interviews. We've got some new equipment showing up that's going to help with those type of um, podcasts. So if you have some interview uh, guests that you want to hear from, or if you yourself wants to be on the podcast, send me a message to at the ultimate deck shop or at the Shane Chapman. And we'll be sure to make that happen. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. You guys we will see you again next week. Have a great long weekend.